Hey guys, um, welcome back to the Search for Pink podcast. I am Rebecca, and in the background, you will hear my cat, hopefully not, running around. Um, yeah, it's an hour before I talk to Madeline. Um, I'm nervous, and she seems really cool. <laughs> and so I reached out to her because I had seen some of her videos, and I was like, this girl seems really great reached out and her manager, agent person got back to me super fast, which we love. We love some promptness. And she connected me really quickly with um, Madeline. How cool is it? I love having to go through someone. It's just, I made it so much more legit. So anyways, connected with her pretty fast. And um, you guys know, I like to uh, creep on people first. And so I was like, dude, how many TikToks does she have? Let's look at that. Okay, I just checked. She has over 200 videos. And a couple days ago, I was like, great, let's prep, let's watch all of them. <laughs> and I've never tried to watch that many TikToks in a row. And um, so I got to know her, I feel like really well. And I was like, shoot, this girl is really cool. And I really like her. I want her to like me. So um, I'm recording in about an hour. I'm wanting to get it all set up. Um, Hannah from last week's episode, um, her lovely boyfriend, I already know them and I started to try to record and Matt had to uh, hop on and explain to me how to get my mic to work. That was fun. That was cute. But I have to have this ready before I get Madeline on because I don't know her and um, that would be so uncool and it's good. I gotta stay on my toes. Um, it's been a long day. I feel like she's going to wear something cool on the Zoom call and it's not recorded, but I want to make an effort for her. So I'm wearing like my mom's t-shirt from college, which also doubles as a sleep shirt, but it still looks cool. Wearing these earrings that just people love to say they like them. Um, and so I feel like hopefully this will make me look good enough. And, uh, yeah, I just... I think it's going to be a really good conversation. I get her. I don't think she has any idea what I am and what's coming for her, but I like her. All right. Okay, guys, let's cross her fingers. I'm going to do a great job. Hey, yeah, that should be my sign off. I'm going to do a great job. All right, here we go. Just listened back to that. Um, I will do a great job, but I didn't tell you who we're talking to? We're talking to Madeline Turner. <laughs> I am about to do a great job. Um, Madeline Turner, she is the creator of a series of, I mean, here's the thing. When TikTok started, I was like, I am so sick of seeing people do half-hearted cheerleader dances. This is not what she does. It, I feel like just like being an Instagrammer gets a bad rep. I think being a TikToker, is that the right phrase? Um, for it also gets a bad rep. She's really making like little films. She's making her big um, break was, I don't know if you guys saw it, it was a Wes Anderson video. A Wes Anderson video called um, The Wes Anderson Guide to Surviving a Global Pandemic. And it took her from having, I want to say like 5,000 followers to, oh, I don't know how big the leap was as incrementally, but it, like she started getting interviewed about it. Um, I think her followers, I would say easily like doubled, tripled, we'll find out. And she all of a sudden had like a lot more people watching and her content was already cool, but I love how she's kind of leaned into that. Since then, she made a Mamma Mia Jane Austen smash up, which uh, if you guys know me all about that. 
And then she did a Mean Girls Jane Austen one. Let's stick with Jane Austen. If, if you want to listen to this, Madeline, and if you're listening, Jane, I love everything you've covered so far. Um, we're also the same age, so I feel like that's one of the reasons her content appeals to me so much. It's just right in the pocket of people that just get her stuff. Um, but you're going to get her stuff too. We're going to do it. And now I'm about to do a great job. All right. Bye-bye microphone on like the side right here i have mine balanced right here so i love (laughs) it you're so prepped i appreciate it i had ordered a new mic it had not come in once and then i was interviewing someone and it hers was just right here in shot and i was just like oh my gosh how are you I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm also good. It's a little bit later here. I'm glad we got the time zone thing figured out. I was in the middle of a meeting and I like twitched. I was like, (laughs) I sent her the wrong time zone, but I was like (laughs) having like a talk with my therapist and she was like, "Mm," like when you were 12 and I was like, yeah, (laughs) I need to email her. She's like, see, this is one of those things where... (laughs) We prioritize ourselves in this space. We don't yeah. think about it. And like, they shows anguish and she's like, oh, good. I've hit on something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's dive into this further. I call good therapist. So have you been working on video stuff today? Has it been? Yeah, I had a, I've had a couple meetings. I've been sort of in the process of like trying to get a, a, like a pilot I wrote picked up. And so I, had, I actually had a meeting with like the head at um, Archie Comics Studios, which was crazy. Like the people who did like Riverdale and Sabrina, like, isn't that so insane? Yeah. yeah oh so I, I just chatted with him this afternoon, which was wild. Okay. This might be an interesting way to get started. How has it felt to um, kind of go from you were creating at the beginning and I want to talk about all of that, but I, we're going to jump around a lot because that's how my brain works. That's um, how my brain works. <laughs> hey. um, uh, how does it feel to like you started making stuff and then now you're having like meetings with Archie Comics and now random girls from Atlanta are emailing you being like, hey, want to talk to me <laughs> for an hour? It's really, really, it's so, honestly, it's like, it's such a combination of like, this is so cool. This is like, mm-hmm not even something that like I would dream about like I didn't even know what it would look like getting to this point and then like what the heck is like happening how is this like how like how am I managing to like make this happen and then just trying to be like you know what it's like this is life like let's just mm-hmm. take it day to time like don't get caught up in it and so it's me like <laughs> balancing like <laughs> Um, my therapist has a lot to talk about with me every single week. So that's basically the gist. Can I, can I ask not to get too personal what your therapist's advice is right now at this point in your life? I think she's more like, I, I think, she, so I've been seeing, this is like, I, I love therapy. I'll talk about, I'll talk oh, about my therapist. I'll talk about it. So the, the, the I had two at one point. So yeah. No, I, if I could see my therapist every day, I probably would. Like if I could afford that, like I just feel like there's nothing more in the world I love than talking to someone who, who now knows my brain. Yeah. So I've been seeing her for a couple of years now. And so she saw me in, you know, in the space where 
because before I started doing this, I, you know, I, I dropped out of college. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd just been sort of bouncing around from jobs and didn't really think that there, it was even a reality to be able to do these things, but mm-hmm. we would have conversations where I was like, I just, you know, I feel like I have these stories that I want to tell. And like, if I don't tell them, like I'm going to explode. And so I started doing like just personal writing projects, which Mm -hmm. was so, you know, fulfilling. Um, And then I had really no intention of what I was doing on TikTok turning into what it is now, but um, I'm along for the ride. And yeah. so her advice to me is sort of like, like, you may not think that this feels like right or like, uh, makes sense, but like, I know you and I think this makes sense. And so I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> we love her. That's amazing. I love her. She's, she's incredible. <laughs> I reference, um, mine, like a friend. I'm like, well, Linda said that no, I'm truly. the best. I actually have, this is the craziest part. I actually, (laughs) I have two friends. We did not like communicate this at all, but we somehow ended up with the same therapist. Three, like two of my friends and me accidentally started seeing the same therapist and it's been the best thing ever. (laughs) I love how we're like laying the groundwork. Here's, (laughs) here's just like my brain. Here's my full-on diagnosis. <laughs> no, no, I mean, yeah, I did. I started talking about it with someone on my podcast. I like met her for the first time. We were like drinking rosé. And I was like, so here's what I've been diagnosed with this week. I haven't told my mom. <laughs> that That is like the peak. That's the peak uh, like form of what the internet was made for, I yeah. think. Over like the way that our generation, I think, is able to facilitate like connection in that way I just feel like you know what maybe it's not so bad maybe you know maybe I'm not rotting my brain maybe I'm gonna be able to like you know connect with people (laughs) yeah no my friends are mostly through Instagram as in like I'll it's like my thing is like I'll follow (laughs) them and I'll like say a couple like little clever things and then they'll and I feel like sometimes I come across better online right good for me and then right. like, I like her. And I'm like, all right, well, let's, okay. You're going to meet me in real life. Uh, let's do it. it. I totally, same, same deal. Same. It's all a lie. We're just tricky. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask how much do you feel like you're kind of making it up as you go along right now? Oh, I am. I mean, I'm, I've been really lucky. I've been really lucky to sort of get connected with some really good people, like right off the bat. Um, I... I have a manager who I love and like I emailed her, right? him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. <laughs> no, it's Alex. So he, he always, he, everyone always thinks he's a girl, but yeah, it's yeah. He's prompt. Yeah. It was like 11. Thir- well, I guess it was like eight y'all's time. No, he's, he's, he was prompt. Like, he's the best. I love him. I like, and so he's, I, I was definitely like a little, a little drowning. Mm. Um, and then he found me. Thank God. And so since then it's been, it's like having, having like a network of people to sort of just run questions by just being like, Hey, um, is this something I should do? Or like, what is this? Like, what does this person want from me? Um, and, and then it's also sort of me, uh, 
getting outside of my natural proclivity to not want to ask questions because I don't want to mm-hmm. appear like I don't know things. And so just being like, hey, guess what? You really don't know things and that's okay. You know, yeah. like, no, you didn't, you're not like born with this knowledge. You, you know, I haven't been in this industry for, you know, any length of time. And so uh, I, I, I've been super lucky to to get connected with good people. I'm, I feel very, very lucky. That makes all the difference. Honestly. It really does. It really does. And also it means you have to believe in yourself because they believe in you yeah. and you believe in them. So you're like, <sighs> I guess I have to believe in me. Yeah. Like even, even not like on, on my, on my not so great days, I'm like, well, all right. <laughs> you know, like if I, I'm not going to let, you know, someone else down, I might let myself down, but mm-hmm if someone else is counting on me, I'll, I'll go the extra mile and I'll, I'll get back on my feet and, you know, yeah. Get the job done. (laughs) Okay. So let's, your Instagram bio says college dropout. Mm -hmm. And I watched your videos and I was like, all right, what's the mystery? What's the story? And then I'm like, there's no information. You were like, (laughs) I'm in college. And all of a sudden you're just like doing other stuff. So what happened with that? You went to college for what? Um, I, no, I went to, uh, I went to community college. I was not a great student. Um, and I sort of, you know, in my, in my senior year of high school, it was like, (laughs) I was like skipping school. I was lucky. I was able to get like a full-time job as a server, which sort of like saved me. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was like ditching school to go to my full-time serving job. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And I was making like a ton of money, which yeah. like at the time for a 17 year old, it was yeah. a, ton, a ton of money. Um, and I went to community college for like two weeks and I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't really know. I didn't really have like a plan. I didn't really have, you know, it wasn't like an, an income issue. It was just like, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to try to figure this out. Um, yeah. And that's sort of been my deal. And I, you know. I, every job I've had has sort of like bled into the next job and whether it's meeting someone somewhere and um, them hiring me. And I was able to, you know, do fairly well in, you know, not having, not having my degree. Um, And then, you know, now I'm 26 and it just got to the point where uh, it didn't really seem like, something that made a ton of sense Mm -hmm. I'm definitely not anti-college but at the time it was like I'm not a great student I'm not getting into a good school and community college it is just not the uh it was not the right environment no for me um you know John Mulaney oh yeah and he says that joke where he's like, what is college? Everyone stop going until we figure it out. No, literally. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. like I went because I didn't know. And now I'm, I feel like I, it's like I, it's, I'm 26 as well. And I feel like it's only like after that. And then I went to the UK and I got my master's in acting, which like that's super lucrative, like cool. But still, it's like. But I just think it's, I feel like if you're going to go to school, it should be for something like, like that. I feel like if you're going to sort of like tick a ton of boxes, mm-hmm. um, it, I don't know. I think it's a lot of pressure to put on 
young people. I mean, like my, I have way younger siblings. My brother is 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's in like his, he's in his first year of college and like just looking at him and like expecting him to know what he wants to do with his whole life. Like, mm-hmm. why would I, why would I expect that of any 18 year old? And then like, it's more like a holding pen, a really expensive holding pen. It's a really, and I feel like that's, um, I feel like what you're doing now, nothing in, you could have done the four-year college and I feel like you'd still kind of end up doing what you're yeah. doing now. Okay. I find people's like spider web stories really interesting. So you were talking about how like one thing led to another, um, yeah. or in the time you had no idea kind of those skills you were building because yeah, what I make requires so many different kinds of things. It's interesting. It's sort of like, so right right out of high school, I ended up working for a wedding planner. Mm -hmm. Um, And so within like, within the wedding planning industry, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of artistry on sort of a a more commercial level. You see people who are like, like photographers and, and even florists who are, you know, you know, they're, they're making their income in a creative way, but it is through like events. Mm-hmm. services and it was super fascinating and like us I learned so much while I was there and then because of that I met someone who owned a vintage shop mm-hmm. in like this little downtown area um and I got hired and then worked at like a bunch of different shops in these little areas and like nannied for all of them at, at one point and so sort of cut my teeth in like the retail world and like the e- e-commerce space and then knowing like getting to learn about um, uh, vintage fashion and then getting to like style photo shoots, which was super fun. Um, and then because of that, I was able to be hired at a fashion company, um, like a Southern California, like boho brand. Mm-hmm. And I was there for a couple years. And in the time I, I started just like working in the warehouse. And by the end I was um, in marketing and I was doing like their social media and then I, uh, they wanted to start doing video. And so they just needed someone on the team to learn how to uh, like edit. And so I'd had a little like editing experience um, and I was able to uh, like do these lookbook shoots, <laughs> these like clothing shoots uh, and shoot video for them. And that was sort of, I got to learn on the job, which was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then exiting out of that, um, I did like freelance editing for a little bit. Uh, and then I hit sort of like a roadblock, <laughs> like in my personal life mm-hmm. and sort of dropped off, like just dropped off the face of the earth. I was like, I just need time to like figure myself out. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, I worked as an admin assistant at a construction company. And yeah. so, and like went, was at that in, into quarantine. And so that was like, <laughs> that was my last employment. So can I ask, um, and I mean, if anything is ever said and you're like, I don't want this to be in here. Um, right. it's, I, I love a cutout. I do that all the time. Um, <laughs> um, but was the, can I ask if the roadblock, did you just kind of lose interest in whatever you were doing? Like nothing appealed to you anymore? I think it was a combination of, it was a combination of like some like mental health issues mm-hmm. and sort of a lot of uh, 
a lot of things that I think I'd like been putting off for a really long time. And then just, I think the one thing that not going to school sort of didn't help with is the feeling of like imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And so wherever I was, I sort of felt like I was really lucky to be there. Mm -hmm. I had to do like 130% in order to be as, you know, be as good as everyone that I was sharing the space with or sharing employment with. Um, And so I think I really like burnt myself out. And I was like, I don't, I don't love office life. I don't love the, uh, the nine to five hustle. I tend to work much, much better when I can like do 130 for small chunks of time and then like fully check out for Mm -hmm. another chunk of time, then like go back in and do 130 again. Um, but I think that just doesn't work within, you know, if you're working for a company, Mm -hmm. uh, with any sort of sense of longevity, it, they, you can't just drop off the face of the earth for like a month. You can't just, you know, not be able to function. And so I, yeah, I just sort of took a step back from everything. And uh, I, I actually am like super thankful for the construction job. Cause that was like a season where I was just, you know, spending time with friends and like, it was a job that I could go in. I didn't have to think about when I went home never crossed my mind once. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And I, and it was a, I think it was a really important season Mm. um, in, in then moving into the quarantine time. Mm -hmm. And then that sort of leading into what I'm doing now. (laughs) So TikTok, you started in like February Mm -hmm. of this year. So did that, because I was in, Tennessee I don't know exactly the time frame California happened so was that like almost it was possibly like the week of like the week everything went into lockdown I because my first video is like when I did when I was like camping with a friend Mm -hmm. um and I was just texting with her actually and we were saying like oh my gosh it's been like almost a year since our camping trip and that was like right it was like we got back from our camping trip and it was like lockdown mm-hmm. and so that was uh that was basically my start into TikTok and I think it was like my brother was on it and uh he was doing some fun stuff and I wanted to like watch his his things and then like you know the for you page like you scroll mm-hmm. on that and you're like oh my gosh it's all of my interests wow TikTok and then- I think is smarter than Instagram well Instagram oh. It does show me what I want, but like TikTok, like one of my friends does, she is a nurse in an operating room. She's an OR nurse and there is OR nurse TikTok world. I believe that. And I believe that loves so it. intensely. And I think that's like the really beautiful thing is like, you can sort of, I think I've been really lucky to have an app that will like feed you into mm-hmm. who wants to see you. And so I started doing like just normal TikTok, like meme stuff um, with like a millennial twist Mm -hmm. Uh, and then just started doing more and more Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, silly, more narrative things. And then, and then the Wes Anderson video and then, you know, well, I feel like (laughs) I, I like, 
had a day off a couple days ago and I was like, all right, TikTok, let's do this. And I watched all of your videos. Oh and- my gosh. <laughs> but I feel like even from the beginning, your sense of humor, I think also because we're the same age and I feel like there were like a lot of references and stuff that I was like, I get that. I know that so specifically. Yeah. It's yeah. like, if you were born in 1994, you understand this reference. <laughs> and and hey, that's it. There's a lot of us, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like, maybe Gen Z, maybe millennial. It really just depends on your mood for the day. Yeah. How you're really feeling. But I feel like you've always been able to make content, like even from the beginning of, um, what was it? There was like, I don't know, like a daddy issues almost thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like this, who was it? It was someone really specific. The one I really remember. The dad from Spy Kids. Yeah. Mine was Dennis Quaid from. Parent Trap, Parent Trap, dad, da, so hot, so hot. Yeah, daddy Quaid, like, come on. He's he's a dream dad, 100%. Yeah, my um my little sister um she said that like she had crushes at like some of the men at the church we like grew up going to because yeah. she was like and dad was like he was forty seven and he was like I was seven I was like oh and you're like Dennis Quaid energy no a hundred percent that's like I I feel that I resonate with that so much uh, but I I do feel like e- even when I yeah even at the beginning I feel like. It was definitely tailoring the like the more Gen Z humor that I was seeing mm-hmm. and like injecting it with like a little bit more of a, a millennial reference. And then I think that that then because TikTok, I, I don't know, is psychotic. They were able to find the other well, <laughs> other millennials on TikTok. One of my friends, the girl that was on um, last week, she started a TikTok. She did one and it did okay. It like got a couple hundred. Um, and she's also an actor. Um, but I don't think any of her like people that know who she is followed her to TikTok. She made one cool couple hundred. That's pretty good. She yeah. made another, it broke. Um, she had 1.8 million views on it because That's it was so her insane. with, um, what was the first one? My password journal. She was like, this is my password journal. And people oh, yeah. our age were like, yes. <gasps> They're like, I, uh, Santa, I know him. Like that's, it's like totally that, that, you know, connection, that reference. And I, I think there is something, I don't know, especially in quarantine, like as it's sort of gone on, I think there is something like you're really, there's a real need for connection in a lot of ways. And so I don't think TikTok would have gotten as big as it did if it wasn't for the quarantine I think it was like it was doing okay but like once everyone was like inside their houses and they needed just something to do mm-hmm. everyone got on that app like absolutely everyone and people our age got on that app which I think was and I feel like creative people got on that app um yeah. so what was the first video was it like what were the first videos that you were like oh I'm picking up like people are finding me people are excited about me and sending me to people It was, it's, I think it was definitely, it happened really fast. Mm -hmm. It was sort of like, once I knew what I could get away with, or or once I, that sounds like so sneaky. (laughs) Once I knew like what people were like willing to watch and like excited to watch, it was like, okay, like 
let's do this. And I think the first one was like the BBC. I, I like made fun of like BBC miniseries. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one did really, really, really well. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. I can, I can still, you know, create this. I can still like intentionally edit something. I can do it outside of the app because I hadn't done it before then where I was doing like, you know, filters and like fonts and stuff like that. Uh, and I can, I can use my like editing knowledge mm-hmm. and put it to put it to use because people will actually watch it. So I did that one. And then the next one was the Wes Anderson one. And so I jumped from like 5,000 followers to like 50,000 followers in like a couple days. And so from then on, it was just like, that's the one that I, I found you through. I don't know. I feel like a couple of my friends were sharing it. And then like, I, I, so if I get excited about one thing, this is why I have a podcast. If I get excited about <laughs> one thing, my brain kind of like locks in and I'm like, Hey, if yeah. you like one of her videos, I bet if you learn as much as possible, about her, <laughs> that will also be good. Right. Um, right. Of course. Right. Yeah. No. Um, I like listened to a nine hour lecture on princess Diana in one day. And I was like, yeah, yeah a little bit of information. Let's take in a ton. You're but- like, why don't I just get a master's degree in this? Like that yeah. would be like perfect. I would love that. <laughs> yeah. My little sister complains that sometimes she's like, it's like turning on a podcast talking to me because yeah. either I know nothing about what you're talking about or oh, I have a I have, PhD. Yeah. Or I'm like, I'm like repeating uh, my like school of life lecture that I listened yeah. to on YouTube. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, do you want to talk about um, fashion history from 1809 to 1827? Let me draw some diagrams for you. Have you watched those videos where the girls are like wearing their hair in pin curls and they're like, so this is what was wrong with little women. Yeah. And oh, totally. Oh, I totally. I, I love those videos mostly because like, I just, I like knowing things about historical accuracy. I also don't mind when like film or television isn't historically accurate. I feel like for me, like it's a movie, like, of <laughs> course it's not going to be historically accurate. Like, let's just have fun with it. That's kind of why I liked um, the costuming in Bridgerton, which has a lot of people polarized. A lot of people are like, I'm down for it. I know I'm like it's so fun are you kidding me this like this Regency fantasy era like let's do it let's go all in yeah and that's I mean that's like obviously the Jane Austen Mamma Mia Jane Austen Mean Girls that's like perfect timing (laughs) okay so someone sent me your um and I already was aware of you I'm still gonna let her and like say thank you for (laughs) saying that but I I want to say like I know, I know. You're like, um, too late, sweetie. is something I could have a doctorate in. I've watched yeah. all the director's commentary multiple times. That is, that's impressive. I, I haven't, I hadn't dove into Mamma Mia. I was super into it when I was um, younger because I was like a theater kid. Yeah, so, I could feel that from you. Yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's it's an energy. Um, but I hadn't like really like dove into the world. And then when I was like, okay, we're doing this, I'm going to do this. I like, I fully got like way back into it. And I was like, 
oh yeah no I love this yeah I there's no way to like not be that's like my instant like happy pill like go for it and I'll forget it exists and then like once a year the winner takes it all will come on and I'm like and oh you're like gosh this is the best thing ever I I love a jukebox musical I like when I was younger I like wrote (laughs) oh I haven't thought about this in so long but I like I made up a like jukebox musical to like the Beach Boys hits like the yeah songs of the Beach Boys because I was like that has to be you know that has to be like the most brilliant thing anyone's ever done um but it was like I I've always loved and anything where you're gonna like take some music that's popular and a little mm-hmm. theatrical and you put a story to it, give it a narrative. I'm I'm all about it. Do you care at all about Jersey Boys? I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Is it good? Well, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> my CD player in my car was broken. No, it wasn't. <laughs> My radio was broken and all I'm, I'm okay with listening to the same thing over and over. Yeah. So I put in the Jersey boy CD. That was a gift. I listened to it for maybe two years. I love that. I love that. I think that's like what, and now like every time you think about, every time you think about (laughs) that time you hear Jersey boy. Jersey Boys. Jersey Boys. Oh, it's so good. No. Okay. So anyways, um, <laughs> back to you uh, <laughs> and not my sad excuse for high school. Um, where were we? Okay. So you were making content, Wes Anderson thing. I don't remember. You said somewhere that like people had mentioned your stuff looks like Wes Anderson and you were like, let's go all for it. Yeah, like, let's do it. That was the BBC one. They're like, oh, this is so Wes Anderson. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> I, I was like, really want me to do Wes Anderson? I'll do Wes Anderson. You mean yeah. I can't? I will. <laughs> we love impressions. Like, all of a sudden, if I started doing an amazing impression, everyone would be like, you're not Jennifer Aniston, but you sound like her. Yeah, and like, that's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> just go listen to Jennifer Aniston. And it's the same. And no, this is different because maybe that's just something I need to get out of my system. That doesn't really connect. <laughs> I don't know why people like impressions so much. And I love impressions. It doesn't make sense. I love impressions too. I, I'm, I literally like a regular thing I Google is celebrities doing impressions of other celebrities. Like it's one of my favorite things to watch. I love it. I live for it. I I wish I was better at impressions. It would give me an excuse to like talk more at parties. You know, Chloe Feynman? Do I know Chloe Feynman? I mean, just wanted to. Yes. Yes. But like, I want to like have like a brain scan on someone on and then you turn it on and she does Meryl Streep and what parts of the brain are activated? Why do we love it so much? There has to be something like, there has to be something that worse. I think it has to do with connection a hundred percent. I think we're constantly trying to like see patterns all the time. I think human beings are just like we're programmed to recognize patterns and repetition and ways mm-hmm. that things are the same. And so I think when, when someone's able to skillfully imitate something, mm-hmm. we're immediately like, 
like in on it. Like we know yeah. we don't have to like learn a new thing. We don't have to like immerse ourselves. It's just like, oh, wow, this, look at this thing that I have knowledge of being replicated. I, there's a pattern. <laughs> I totally agree. That makes so much sense. Actually. It makes us feel smart. It, it makes us feel like, it makes us feel like we're we're connected like like an inside joke I think mm-hmm. I mean that's that's a whole other like the the psychology of an inside joke I think is really fascinating the idea like what is it about what is it about this thing that isn't inherently funny but like we we seek to establish it constantly in friendships and that's like an impression that's like a you know a parody is an inside yeah. joke my mind is just blown and I guess <laughs> you're so good at making them though is because like watching the mean girls one the other day I was like oh, you're like I know that <laughs> it is it's super fun for me like uh, my my goal when I'm making those because now like now, now it's what I do yeah <laughs> but well. like is I don't I never want it to be like my title is here is a mean girls parody like I want it to be something that you're going into and you're not like a hundred percent sure what it is mm-hmm. and there's like some reference or some line that like clues you in Mm-hmm. And it's that like, oh, moment, like that's the best part of a, of a parody or like an impression is that like, oh my gosh, that's so good. Or I like, think- oh my gosh, that's yeah. what this is. I what I've watched the Mean Girls one, maybe the most, um, but I think it's the, I think the first clue is the, the music. I think. Yeah. You know, rain lit up. It's funny. That's like, uh it's a lot of people didn't catch the music. A lot of people didn't like <laughs> really like recognize it or track it. I even had a couple of people being like, what song is this? And I'm like, are you You're obviously not old? Like literally like, um, where were you? Uh, I, I think that's, that also is like the fun part about being so involved with the creation process, like from, like it, in every sense is being able to like put little Easter eggs in he- here and there. And mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it's so fun when like people catch those things. It just like, if I was watching something, I would want to see like teeny, 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 tiny details. And be yeah. like, oh. that makes me want to go back and watch it because the, you have all these great overhead shots and now we need to go back and be like, okay, what what am I <laughs> what did she hide in there because I, I feel like and that's like it, it's I heard this great great um quote from some social media person a couple years ago and she said I'm not trying to make something for everyone I'm trying to make everything for someone and I feel yeah. like that's what you do is <laughs> like I'm really like I'm I don't think I would ever parody something like that I didn't know really well like I would not I'm not ever gonna do like a Game of Thrones parody I don't Mm -hmm. like Game of Thrones I'm not gonna watch Game of Thrones it's not my jam but like I I would want to parody something that like I know so well and I love so deeply obviously that you know I can put those tiny details in that would make someone really excited to find yeah it's like the Pixar universe, you know, like, you know how people get so hyped about like the multiverse Pixar theory. Mm -hmm. I feel like that. And it's BS. Like it doesn't, it's not real, but I think there is something about 
you know, having something presented to you that's, you know, here's this video, watch it. And then being like, but wait, there's more. Like, and if you watch it again, (laughs) you'll see something else. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Maybe I can start the account saying there's a multiverse in your TikToks of like, there's actually, did you notice in video from April 9th that there's this sweater and then this there's also like, I use the same props all the time. So you could, you could definitely like place them in the same universe, like for sure. If you really wanted to. Giant theory for it. Um, there's this like, this is a way crazy tangent, but like, okay. So I love ASMR. I'm like a big fan of it. I think it's like just on like an audio, a technical audio level. I'm like really impressed by it. And I try to do a lot of audio elements in my videos that resemble sort of like ASMR style videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times they're like people just sort of like doing that. Um, but there's this sort of like movement of people on YouTube who are creating these like cinematic universes um, with just like a, you know, a focus on pleasant sounds for your earballs. And there's this one girl who's like creating this, these like insane interweaving stories, like with there's like time travel, there's like space. And because she has like special effects knowledge, she's able to do it. but that's one of those things where like, I look at that and I'm like, whoa, that's like the future of, mm-hmm. of that, whatever she's doing, like that's going to be something someday for yeah. sure. And it, the, the fun part when watching them is like, oh my God, like that's what that button was there for in the past. And now it's in space. I don't know, but it, it's absolutely that same thing. And I, well, and I think if you're, that's like something different from what like in you're not in the ASMR world that I know of um but it's like okay I was like I don't know I don't know as much about it as you obviously do I obviously do yeah (laughs) you're watching someone like really challenge themselves and do their best work and I feel like like if you looked at what was popular on TikTok at the beginning of quarantine and then if you're if people like you who are making like stylized videos scripted shot like I don't even know how many shots you usually have per video it's a lot and I'm sure a ton of setups and it's like the bar is constantly being raised yeah um I think it's it's one of those things where I I think if a social media platform exists and like does what it should do I think TikTok is the best example of that in the idea of like you know understanding your viewing habits and you know giving you new things that you might want to watch and I think because you know it's not like oh if I have followers those followers will see this it's like I could have no followers and if I put out something good that TikTok is like yeah I'm going to show this to a bunch of people Mm -hmm. um it totally it, it totally makes the effort that you might put in a little bit more rewarding um, if you know people are going to watch it. And so, and I think my content has only, like, I've tried to, you know, challenge myself and mm-hmm. make better and better things and put more work in because I uh, 
have an audience that's like growing and and yeah. I think TikTok really enables that so so what do you so I mean with TikTok I feel like you as a creator are having to put out quite a bit of content it's not as much like in Instagram can be like hey guys like doing this yeah. story <laughs> here's a picture like, <laughs> yeah I can post like every few day like if I yeah. want but like in general but TikTok I feel like is almost like this like like appetiteless or bottomless beast that you just like keep having to <laughs> like feed. I think it, it it's one of those things where it's definitely for for me now mm. I am at a place where it's much more of a portfolio and like a, a playground of sorts mm-hmm. there is a an I can experiment with different things and, and, you know, I'm in doing a lot, like uh, I have goals much larger than, you know, getting big on TikTok. No offense to anyone who wants to get yeah. big on TikTok. That's just not my MO. Um, but if I'm like, if I'm trying to, you know, pitch a pilot to someone mm-hmm. and I want to create a little one minute trailer for that I can throw that on TikTok mm-hmm. and get like real-time feedback from my audience and then if it ends up getting on the for you page it can be like look at like look at these metrics <laughs> mm-hmm. look at how many people liked it look at how many people were like I would watch a movie if this was a movie like Netflix blah, blah, blah. and so it it's a really valuable tool for me. And I don't feel like now, I don't feel like I have to constantly feed it. It's sort of like, I'll be fine. Like, just yeah. make sure you've got something good to put out. Like, don't just, you know, need attention and yeah. <laughs> do something. It's also not as fulfilling because it's not going to do as well. Yeah. You, it's not. And then, and then you feel bad. It's kind of like now I'm trying to like some trying to think of I don't even know like a like a patio pone and you just get to go on stage and you're like I'm here and they're like hooray and then you're like like yay and you're like you've all been so wonderful (laughs) and then you're just like now I'm leaving when are you back I don't know it's like Rihanna yeah (laughs) and then like put out an album no (laughs) I don't want it to you're getting makeup so okay I want to like have you, if you don't mind, like check with your manager or whatever, in case you're not supposed to talk about the pilot. Yeah. Where I can check with Alex, but like, how has that been? You've been pitching a pilot. Did you already have that in your back pocket? I didn't, I didn't have anything. So I, I think I can talk about it. Um, I, I'll, I think I have to be a little bit vague on like the subject matter, but I can talk to it a little bit more. Um, you know, I can, I can give a little vague spiel, <laughs> um, but I didn't, I didn't have anything um, really that I, uh, you know, to give to anyone. I had a, a few people like right at the beginning reaching out and seeing if I, you know, had scripts that they could possibly send out like spec scripts. And I didn't have anything that I felt really like proud of or that I wanted to be a calling card. And I, uh, sort of uh over the course of like from from like Wes Anderson till you know now Mm -hmm. um it was definitely like put in my mind like hey like if you write these things if you put work into this like you can give that to people and like Mm -hmm. there's a much better chance of 
someone seeing it who might want to make it than you've ever thought was possible. So like maybe put a little bit of effort in that. But yeah, the um, just like over Christmas, it was like, we're doing this. You're writing, <laughs> you're writing this. I spent two weeks like in a hole doing yeah. nothing but writing. Um, and so we'll see how it goes. And then, and then it's just sort of like from there, I have a couple like feature film scripts that I'm working on that I'd love to get made at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you know, we're allowed to be around people, the goal would be to um, start, you know, working on some short films and like getting those made and yeah. <sighs> sky's the limit, you sky's know, the limit. <laughs> I'll do anything anyone wants me to. <laughs> I feel like that could be like a memoir title. I'll yeah. do anything anyone wants me to. <laughs> Please give me money. I that is literally my my that's how I got all the jobs that I got. It was like, what do you want me to do? Oh yeah, no, yeah, I could I'll learn how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna pay me? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I I can I can learn Photoshop. I can what do you want? You want me to like perform surgery? I'll do it. <laughs> I'll go watch a YouTube tutorial. So that that's sort of, you know, the future goals is very. And the future is bright. The future is bright, dude. I'm really excited. I, I, it's sometimes I have to like check myself and like realize how actually much time has passed since uh, I started putting out content on TikTok and the Wes Anderson one specifically, like since May. Like, and that's like, so I I have to be a little, you know, a little kinder to my, to my, my goals or like my, where I feel I should be at. Uh, Cause a lot, a lot has happened since then. Yeah. 2020. It's 2020, man. 2020. Yeah. It's, (laughs) it's this like magic year where almost like, not that like nothing counts, but it's almost like all rules are off you know yeah absolutely and and I really think it was like well I'm home and I think I always wanted to like be able to like put stuff on the internet and have people watch it like I think I uh, that's you know and you have a captured audience so I'm like so grateful (laughs) but it was like I don't think I ever would have done that if my friends were like oh you're gonna stay home instead of like going to dinner with us like what are you doing Mm -hmm. and I'm like well I'm making this little videos (laughs) for the internet and then (laughs) it was like it was like hey like I'm just like having a blast during quarantine and then it you know turned into so where what happens if you like don't have an idea are you just like never mind I'm not making anything or I have up until this point, as it stands, I have never been short on ideas. <laughs> Great quality. <laughs> I think it's, uh, all, I, the way I'm sort of like thinking all the time is a lot of like, like PB and Jane things. It's mm-hmm. sort of like, what if we put this together? Oh, that sucks. Like, <laughs> what if we put that together? Oh, that might work. Yeah. Oh, we that to- oh yeah, we could do that. And I think, yeah, there's honestly at this point with what I learned with, you know, animating and CGI and, and special effects, it, there's so much, uh, there's so much to 
to be able to do. It's really exciting. It's actually more like overwhelming than anything else. <laughs> I tend to work well within boundaries. And so anything outside of that, I'm like, oh, you have to give yourself you. some structure. So I really do. <laughs> so, okay. I'm kind of like tracking you back through like all these different skills you've picked up, but now it's like writing but you didn't mention writing at all in the lead up. So was this something you wanted to do before? Writing was something that uh, I, I've always sort of done and really enjoyed doing. I, my my dad, who um, passed away when I was younger, he was an author and an English teacher. And then my when my mom got remarried, my stepdad uh, is an author and an English teacher. So writing was a really sort of standard part of like my childhood it was just like always writing just constantly writing you know uh, little stories and then when I was 13 like lots of fan fiction and then you know mm-hmm. getting into high school uh, I absolutely wanted to pursue creative writing mm-hmm. but then you know I had two two large breakdowns in life first one happened when I was like 16 mm-hmm. and so that's when uh, the, my relationship with school and schooling sort of turned a little bit sour. Mm-hmm. And I, I sort of like, I just knew, I knew enough about the industry to know that it's difficult, even when you have the card stacked in your favor. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, there's no way this is going to work out for you. Like there's, you don't have, <laughs> any of these things that you need in order to even like, you know, mm-hmm. get past the first checkpoint. Uh, and so I was like, all right, we're going to kill this dream or this is not what you're going to do. You're not going to be, you know, you're not going to be a writer, a director, an actress or whatever you think it, you're going to do. It was in the film world. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to, I think I've always wanted to make movies when I was younger I, I always used to say I wanted to be a director and I used to like write little scripts when I was a kid and I was like my my time was spent imagining movies mm-hmm. in my brain um, and I, I I've always I think I've always wanted to make movies and and sort of be within that space uh but yeah when and I was killed the dream you yeah it. I was like I well I thought I did I thought I killed it I was like I really, really thought I died and, or this, you know, we're not doing this anymore. (laughs) I didn't care. I was trying so hard not to care. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I told, I told my brother, um, I had a meltdown during quarantine. It was really, it was a cute, it was a cute time. Mm. And at the end of it, I was like, I'm tired of loving things and I'm tired of dreaming. And I told my mom, I was like, I'm going to be a secretary <laughs> yeah. in the office. And mom was like, okay. And I'm like, yep, I'm going to set the bar real low. And then I'll eventually <laughs> die. Yeah. I'm going to just stay and I'm going to keep my dreams in my brain. And I'm going to not, you know, I'm going to feel this like void and this emptiness and not really feel, you know, the consequence to explore that. And then forever there we go and then and then it got me eventually I had no choice (laughs) no I love that yeah I feel I'm like it's one of those things where like I can't really think about Mm. you know like what what would have happened if I had 
you know, not started here. And I'm just so thankful. I really am. Tried to kill the dream and it came for you. You know, it could have been like an Ava, Ava, Ava DuVernay situation where it, it's just, I think no matter, I think it was always going to come and get you. You know, I don't really think you you like that. Yeah. (laughs) Like a little like cat, like stalking you. Yeah. Like, sorry, you're gonna, it's gonna happen. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And and I'm, I feel like such like, I'm just so grateful, but like, I, I really am like anyone who ever wants to watch my stuff and is entertained by it. Like, I'm so thankful. I'm like, that is just the kindest thing ever like I probably like 10 years from like when I was like 16 is when we, we started stabbing the dream yeah and so like and then I'm 26 and so from like 16 to 26 mm. um it was a very like no stuff it mm-hmm. <laughs> this isn't for you uh and then it and then it got me and I'm very glad, but also I think that, you know, there, there is so much that, you know, you, you don't really stop like telling stories. You don't really stop thinking or imagining or creating. It's just, you're not, you don't have a vessel for it (laughs) at that point. You're still like living with these worlds inside of you. And so I, it, it probably would have, come out in one way or another and and now I'm at a point where I'm just so thankful for it I don't know I might have been way more jaded if I had really tried you know younger and trying this whole time yeah Um, who knows I had a friend um and I you probably have to go I just I could tell I I wasn't even looking Uh, at the time I'm no you're you're totally good I just I (laughs) one of like my big insecurities is like like I I'm cutting this out, but I have a ring to remind me to shut up because. Oh my gosh. I feel like that's a great idea for Thank me you. to have. Yeah. I like, I'm always like, you're like, mm, let I, I like to talk. I, let them answer the question. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And listening back to this. So if that's my big fear, then imagine that person listening back to a conversation. <laughs> No, I feel like in doing interview, oh my gosh, in I've never, you know, never done interviews before, but now I've done a few of them. And it's oh, it's like the weirdest situation where, you know, when you end a normal conversation with someone and you're like, oh, I think I might have like, I think that didn't like go that well. I think I didn't like explain myself that well. And I don't know what but then the conversation's gone and you're never revisiting it. Where it's like, these are like meant for consumption of others. <laughs> this is like meant to be listened to, and which is crazy. <laughs> and it's either like my very good friends listening to this or someone who does not care about me at all, which is fine. And they care about you so much. <laughs> they're going to listen to this podcast. So then they have this like, girl inserting her own life story. <laughs> I, I think that's a I think that's a really great way though to just sort of like sort of set set this the stage for someone to feel comfortable mm-hmm. like I, I I would always prefer to have it feel more like an organic conversation versus someone just asking me a bunch of questions because then I'm like but how are you <laughs> like, I'm right? not good at like, what did questions. I do <laughs> 
feel like it works better if I talk at you and then you talk at me. That's how I communicate anyways. Row it. Um, That's like when my mom and I talk, we're never asking each other questions. (laughs) It's just us talking at one another. And like when she says something, I know that that's her. She's asking me to like reflect what she said back to me. Yeah. I get it. I was, I'm on the same page as you. Okay. I communicate too. (laughs) That was something I had a feeling when I was like, at first I was like, she's interesting. This is cool. (laughs) I like her. And then I started watching all of your videos and I was like, I get this girl. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, it's not theater girl energy. It's it's like theater. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like, yeah, no, totally. It's like a, I don't know. I think there is like, there is absolutely a theater kid energy. Mm -hmm. Like, that exists uh, within a lot of people and it is a it's a very sort of uh, I don't know way of like approach approaching life and <laughs> sort of like you're here I love you like yeah hey <laughs> I think like there's something there's something about that like that way of of viewing the world and mm-hmm. like it uh, almost like demanding demanding <laughs> like a, an entrance or an audience in the world mm-hmm. which I I enjoy seeing in other people it makes me feel a little bit less like a dope <laughs> I think it's I think theater kids are were the weirdest kids who then yeah. learned how to perform that they felt comfortable and so I think so it's like you're performing that you're completely comfortable but then you know what it's like to be uncomfortable and you're and, it, and you never want to experience that ever again. So you will keep performing mm-hmm. as long as you live. Mm-hmm. I, it's also like, I've, I think there's something about like knowing what to say, mm-hmm. like, no, like the idea of a performance and it being like something you can do really flawlessly. This is getting into like meta territory, but no, like I love it. Of like the idea of, I think there is something on a psychological level for, performers Mm. um in the in the sense of like you you can control so much of what is happening Mm. and if you rehearse enough you can like really really nail it down and get good at it and I think there's something really satisfying about having an audience like respond to that especially if you in your real life struggle with like social anxiety or or Did whatever there's something Dana before <laughs> I, I actually I just call. got off the phone with your therapist yeah we we had a little chat <laughs> <laughs> no I I'm I'm also like such a nerd about psychology in general it's the same thing like if I'm gonna go to therapy well I'm I'm gonna make sure I <laughs> I I've studied <laughs> well enough done the homework yeah um, well, thank you so much for hopping on these calls. I like had this meta moment watching you. I was like, oh yeah. I was like, you're talking, you got someone. And also like talking about like grateful whenever anyone says yes, I'm like, oh, and like for the most part, it's everyone has always been like, yeah, cool. And I'm like, yeah, you're like great. What? you can yeah, I know but anyways thank you for hopping on oh and gosh. immediately I was like so what's show me your soul 
you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. go for it. And <laughs> you'll get off this call and you're like, well, I just understand this person. I might yeah. never meet. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, I hope, you know, I hope one day when the, when the pandy is over, yeah, we can, <laughs> we can leave our house without fear. Um, your pants will cross again. <laughs> love that. And making your content because I enjoy it so much. Thank and you. If you. I feel like there's probably a little audiences of baby Rebecca's that are probably like a ton of your followers, which is <laughs> lots of knees. Yes, I totally get this. That's insane. That blows yep. my mind. Yeah. I'm so grateful. <laughs> it's funny. Um, for meeting like one out of a billion. And I can tell you're so grateful, which is why I can like you because some people... <laughs> Some people are like, um, can I just get free stuff now? I low key, I am like that too. Are you like, getting no? Are you getting oh, yeah. Free stuff? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's the craziest thing ever. If you ever want to change your address, yeah, Atlanta, <laughs> I can send you your new address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, of course, of course. No, it's 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 so wacky. This industry is so insane. But I'm not like mad at it. So. No, my, my, I work for a food blogger and we'll just like, I'll like show up and I'm like, what is this? And she's like, new mixer. And I'm like, what? And she, it's like $600. And she's yeah. like, yeah, got a new yeah. mixer. And I'm like, like post a post. No. And she's like, no, they don't want anything. <laughs> they just sent me a $600 mixer. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. It's the craziest thing. Ever. Well, what's crazy is when I was working for the fashion company, I was doing PR. So mm-hmm. I was reaching out to a bunch of influencers being like, can we please give you free clothes? So you like post about it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm getting those emails. And I like, I send them to like my, my old manager. Uh, she also no longer works there, but I'll like send her uh, like emails from time to time. And I'm like, look at how far we've come. Look <laughs> at us look at us. And she's nope, like, we're getting free stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I want free, I want free stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like capitalism is really bad. And like, I know that. And I, you know, I, I deeply believe that, but like, as it stands right now, I'm not going <laughs> to deny free things. Mm-hmm. If anything, I'm being anti-capitalist. Can I ask your favorite free thing you've received. Now I'm very curious. Um, okay. This is, that's a tough question. Thank you. My favorite free thing I've received. I got a bunch of clothes from uh, this brand called Scotch and Soda, which is like a brand that I used to like. There's a really nice mall in Southern California called the South Coast Plaza, and it's like where all the really bougie shops are, like Gucci or whatever. And I used to walk by Scotch and Soda and look at their stuff and be like, this is so insane. Like, I can't believe people pay this much money for these clothes. They're so nice. Um, And then they sent me some clothes and I was like, whoa, like, (laughs) that's a, that's a moment. Right. I, I really felt it. I was like, okay, cool. I also, Red Bull sent me a case of Red Bull and that was really cool. That I was like, oh my gosh, you guys. (laughs) But what's also funny is like being on the other side of it is you were the person sending out DMs and just knowing it, that it's just some like girl. And it's literally just me in an office. Like the girl I'm talking to, I know is like, 
there some social media manager and I know she's probably like at her wit's end with like a million different deadlines and so I try to be like as nice and accommodating as possible and like just be like yeah whatever you want like whatever is easiest for you I know this is really difficult yeah <laughs> I know dealing you're stressed with, out I'm sorry dealing with but also semi freeze up <laughs> well okay I want to give myself a compliment real fast which is then a compliment for you thank you um <laughs> um I begin I begin the intro with telling myself I'm going to do a good job. <laughs> Thank you. you. And you did. Thank you. But um, I feel like my, I love, I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty good at catching people right before they're lifting off. So I listen. Nice knowing you. Cause I think. <laughs> <laughs> nice knowing you. Fun. Yeah. So I guess in two months, dude. Alex, check in with me. <laughs> I will. I'm like, Alex, will we, like, we follow each other on Instagram, right? I don't think you follow me, but that's okay. No, I was I'll like, you gosh, you must I honestly, I'm so like, bad at following people back. I literally forget that it's not like a mutual thing. <laughs> like, well, also you have, oh, okay. Also, sorry. So I'm still a grandma. I do understand TikTok. I accidentally called like a collaboration video and my friend was like, it's a duet. Um, but I, I totally would have called it a collaboration video, Thank you. but I find it so interesting that you have like 7,000 on Instagram, but I was talking to my little sister, just because you have a ton of TikTok, that doesn't really translate. It doesn't. I would say like, I would say like, you have to break like 500,000 on TikTok to be like maybe 10k on Instagram which is that's, crazy that's I know wild. I I do think it's the I think I'm way I'm way more likely to follow someone on TikTok because I know that there's like the for you page for me mm-hmm. so like I'm not just following people whose content I want like I can just follow someone because I I like their yeah. stuff and occasionally it'll pop up mm-hmm. and it's usually like a follow is usually like yeah, I like you. Not necessarily that I like want to con- like dive into your content. Yeah. Um, whereas I think Instagram is very much like I am, uh, I am aligning myself with you on like a friendship level. Yeah. <laughs> like there's there's the means for communication between us, especially with Insta stories. I feel like it's way more mm-hmm. intimate. Yeah. Like you, I have people who like. I'm like friends with now because of Instagram where like no one, like no DMs on TikTok are ever like, Hey, how's it going? People will find me on Instagram and then they'll DM me. That I, Instagram is, it really is. It's where most of my relationships have kind of gotten started. I, I like it. I love Instagram. Instagram is so much fun. I like, I'm a big fan. I do too. I love, it's just like TikTok. I haven't made anything for TikTok because I don't need another thing to try to get good at. Yeah. It's so lazy of me. It's honestly, I will say, I almost feel like TikTok is more like YouTube. Like it's more like our attention. Yeah. And I also like, I don't feel like I'm going to go on someone's profile and learn something about them Mm -hmm. or like learn about who they are. Like in their everyday lives. Like I'm going on TikTok to see the, like someone's performance. Like this is their like 
themselves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so like, if I, if I really, really am like fascinated by this person, then I'll follow them on Instagram. And then I see like their stories and it's like, you know, them posting pictures of their breakfast or their kids. And I'm like, that's the real stuff. And I think it's a harder follow on Instagram for sure. Like, I, I, I think that makes a lot of sense where it's like, you have to care about the art enough to start maybe caring about you personally. Yeah. It's a commitment. Like the fact that like, if I tap on my Insta stories and you like, if I follow you, you pop up, you start giving me bad stories. If I don't, that's a, oh, wasting my time. Don't, (laughs) don't look at my (laughs) for like let's just wait for the last 24 hours to clear out and <laughs> viewing them and I'll really take it up a notch and I'll I cinema level insta stories that is what I care about <laughs> okay before I go look it's like this is me I was like she's a videographer so, it's dark it's here beautiful. I look thank you no it doesn't it looks I bad. actually I really like that bedside table it's really cute thank you my friend Rachel I, it to me I if I saw that at a thrift store I would like jump on it I would it's, be like I need that now it's very beauty and the beast right yeah I think it's coming back I think like the Rococo style like ornate maximalism I think it's like it's coming back I think minimalism's dead I don't think we're there yet but if I was to give you a tour of my apartment <laughs> it looks like a it looks like because it's my grandmother's really this is my grandmother's duvet um it's very much like I'm a fine lady like from the 1800s I love that <laughs> I like but I don't have any modern furniture so I'm trying to find like I think I'm going to make a disco ball and I'm going to hang it from my ceiling. I feel like the marriage of of modern and like old is difficult to do. I think that's why minimalism became such a big trend is because you didn't have to like, it's easy to like put two boring things in one space. (laughs) Sorry. That's so bitchy. (laughs) No, (laughs) that's the bitchiest thing I've ever said. Oh my God. It's not, I'm, I'm way bitchier than that. Um, But yeah, no, that's how I feel about it. That's bitchier than you wanted to have other people here. No, I completely agree. Like I can go to Target and I can go to the Joanna, Chip and Joanna section and I can buy all of it. No hate on Chip and Joanna. No, they do what they, they do what they do. And they, but but I don't need it. I like a little bit of, you know, I want people to come into my house and be like, huh. (laughs) (laughs) I want them to be like, all right. Okay weird but it's working yeah it's it's like I want them to be surprised they like it yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. that's 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 my tiktok content you're you're surprised that you like this you're surprised that you're into this my favorite moment is when especially a guy because a guy doesn't think they're gonna laugh because it's a girl they're talking to a girl and they laugh and their faces surprise they're laughing yeah and that for me is like I can think of those moments and I replay them in my head and it feels so good. It feels really good. It feels real. Yeah. It feels like that's all I was ever meant to do. Like just a little, a little bit above below expectation level. (laughs) So a little bit rising above that. If you ever want to change your bio, which you don't need to, instead of college dropout, it's, I didn't think I was like this. I didn't think I would like this. You didn't think you would like this, but you do. 
And that's what I'm bringing. Yeah. No, I, I love it. Okay. Well, thank that's you amazing. so much. This is the, oh tenth, my gosh, this is the 10th time I've tried to set you free. I know. I know. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I'm like, I can never get off a conversation, but I, I had such a great time. Thank you I so can't much. Either. So I'm just so happy. It's mutual because yeah, listening no. back to the conversation, I'm like, Oh, a minute. You're like, oh, that's that's where they were trying to go. And I didn't let them. Oh my gosh. (laughs) No, I am am equally the worst. (laughs) I, I had an amazing time. I, um, look forward to following you on Instagram in 24 hours when I'm allowed to, um, I'll unblock you in 24 (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Um, and I am, you know, let me know when it posts. I'll, I'll share it. My mom will listen. She loves listening to my voice. I, I love so one of my, to anyone who wants to talk to me. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, one of my friends, her mom listened. She said she like her mom re-listens to her episode like once a month. Sometimes if I was a mom, I would do that. I would so do that. I, I would be like, look at them talking about my baby. <laughs> I bet it's like your mom's going to listen. A couple of my friends who always listen. And then all of your mom's friends are going to be like, <laughs> all my aunts are going to be like, Wow, she's famous. You did That's it. What's gonna happen? Well, okay, let's do this. <laughs> we'll hang do that. Do it. I believe in you. <laughs> but if you ever want to come back on, I've never actually extended that offer to anyone. Oh my gosh, I'm so special. Yeah, I would love to come back on. Maybe when I have something I can like promote. Maybe when I have something I can like really talk about, I will. I would absolutely love to come back. Getting it in audio. If your publicist ever says you're not allowed to I'm gonna tell them to go to hell <laughs> please do <laughs> okay this excerpt in an email okay perfect so for talking to me have a great night bye bye hey guys so as you could tell in that interview I did not like her at all um just kidding. I obviously was just in love with her. She is so charming. You would think she had given a hundred interviews, a hundred million interviews. Um, she was just so charming, so funny. I wish you could see how much I was laughing. I mean, you hear me laughing throughout the whole thing, but, um, sometimes I'm like silent laughing because she just kept riffing and kept going. Gosh, I am so lucky. I have the nicest, coolest people come on. It's kind of wild. Um, afterwards, she messaged me and asked what my Enneagram number is. And, um, uh, I told her and she's the same one. And that doesn't, I didn't think of that. But no, that doesn't really surprise me at all. Um, so we have the same flaws and the same strengths, and I think that's why we enjoy talking to each other so much, is we enjoy ourselves. So, uh, yeah, I won't tell you what that number is, because that's personal, but if you can guess it, I will absolutely tell you if you're right or you're wrong. Okay, um, wow, just so amazed at how cool she is. So sweet. I'm going to be linking. Oh, wait. Okay. (laughs) You know how I told you guys to like and comment on the podcast and subscribe? Guess how many people did that? None. Come on, guys. You know how to use that button. Um, sure. Cool. That's our little thing. That's our show for this week. Um, we are just so lucky to have had Madeline Turner on. Once again, Madeline or Madeline's mom, 
Let her know, Madeline's mom. She is welcome anytime she wants. Hey, oh, oh, also, if this isn't proof enough, I'm trying to convince her to film her TV show that she will, the, once the pilot's picked up for whatever pilot it's going to be, I'm going to try to get her to film it in Atlanta. So, um, so there we go. Fingers crossed. It's on audio now. Okay. I love you guys. Have a great week.